Welcome to the Den of the Illuminati. I'm your host, the motherfucking king of the streets, Hollywood Mike. Joining me as always, C. Murder, Corey Stockton, Razor Reed Connell on the far left, in the back. Subbing for Connor Josh, and today we don't know where he is in excuse absence. We got Trey Robinson. You going to be on the YouTube and the Discord chat and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm in there right now, so let me know what you guys want to say, and I'll relay it to the gang here. If you got any, any questions for us, go ahead and put them in there. We'll talk about them later. No, no, no cyberbullying. Trey's a very sensitive guy, but we got a lot to talk about. Tezos, who's number one? Gordon Ryan versus yeah. Jacob Couch was a hell of a night. Five out of eight matches by submission. Uh, one of, I think, our best who's number one yet. But before we get that, let's talk about Neo BJJ, the Morpheus. Just wait till you guys see how jacked I get on this thing. I'm, I'm submitting my DNA test. They, they mailed me a DNA test. I'm going to mail it back. Who knows what the hell is going to come up in that thing. <laughs> But uh, half lizard person. Yeah, I, uh, this might be some sort of sting operation by uh, out of state law enforcement. I'm not I'm not quite <laughs> sure. But the, uh, the I, I've 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 signed up for their app. I'm doing all of the flexibility testing and everything. They're sending me a personalized workout plan. How's your flexibility? I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a actually shockingly flexible. Okay. You that should, is, yeah. Yeah. Ask when I rolled with him in Mexico. Trey, what do you say? He's like, goddamn, serious is flexible. Exactly I, I do this said. stretching routine at 5 a.m. in the sauna every day, and once a week, once a week, an, an, uh, somebody will be in there and just be like, "Wow, that's a good pigeon pose. You can go deep <laughs> in that thing." Like I, 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 I go, I go ham on my stretching. I'm, I'm, I am not flexible. I'm at all. shockingly flexible. I'm flexible. But wait till you see how jacked I'm I get flexible. on on Morpheus personalized training. I'm gonna use this. Get ready for Master Worlds. Go to Ma- Master Worlds. Wreck some dudes in a gi. Hell yeah. On to the event. Tezos, who's number one. Uh, let's just kick it off. What, what, what were your big takeaways from the night? Corey, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely one of our most successful nights so far. Uh, the highest submission rate we've ever had on who's number one, and credit that entirely to the, the athletes and I think them understanding the message. That's what we all want to see, right? We all want to see them going out and getting it done. Uh, from the brand new people we had a lot of to the, the more experienced veterans, everybody Knows what who's number one is about. People are getting go, it. They're going people, out for the submissions. People are getting it. Dying on their shields if they have to, but yeah, it's great to see. Absolutely, and yeah, the one the ones who lose by submission or win by submission, we like to bring them back. You know, we like the exciting people. Reed, what do you think about the event? Yeah, man, incredible event. I think best who's number one so far that we've done. Just every match delivered, even the ones that didn't end submission. Keith versus Gabriel was an incredible match. Um, you know, Marigali looked fantastic. So you got to give Marigali a shout out as well. Um, but man, I think like. Technically, I feel like one of the, the sickest things that I saw was that Luke Griffith, um, yeah. where, where he uh, wrestled up from, from guard, took it, took Joe's back, and choked him out in like 45 seconds. That was one of the slickest things I saw all night, for sure. Trey, what do you think about the event? Man, overall... It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Trey, what do you think about the event? No, overall, great event. Obviously, people are already in the YouTube chat right now talking about how insane it was top to bottom. A lot of people are pointing out how uh, crazy of a match Mika versus Dante was. I'd say for me personally, though, watching Heisum go out there, yeah. submit yeah. Elder Cruz, yeah. and then give the Are You Entertained walking yeah. out with this yeah. massive wingspan. I know 5-1 now on who's number one. Only lost to Tim Spriggs. Before we get going, a little roll call. Who, who's in there? Which of Connor's online friends are in there? Which of his alter egos? I'm pretty sure it's just him <laughs> talking to himself. Who, who do we got? Yeah, I don't. I don't see some of the OGs. They're still trickling in. They're not coming because they know it's you today. Yeah, I know. They, Connor's not here, so they're yeah, out. But Connor some don't. of my boys are in the chat. We got Marv, James Barrett, Adam 
Butch. Uh, so. Shout out Adam Butch. <laughs> Shout out Adam Butch, baby. All right, let's so go. Before we get going, we're gonna we're gonna go match by match to talk about the event. Let's, let's talk about we want to do a move of the week, a new section we're gonna we're gonna do here. The move of the week. What else are we gonna go with other than the submission of the night from Tezos, who's number one, Sophia Casella, coming in on a week's notice and submitting Jessica Crane. Yeah, man, this is super impressive, of course. Uh, not many people know Sophia, I feel like, but it's big, big stage for her, a uh, big step up in competition. Uh, you know, all the spotlights on you. You never know how you're going to perform, uh, you know, on a big stage like who's number one. But wow, did Sophia, you know, impress everybody. And uh, I think it's a pretty short match, too, right? It was like 45 seconds. Minute, less minute it was, long. yeah, 20, 25, 23 seconds, I think. Is this faster something. than the Daniel Kelly one? It is faster than the Daniel Kelly one. Ooh, by, we got a new fastest woman submission in who's number one history. Here's, here it goes. Yeah, second fastest in who's number one history overall. Um, and, and it just it goes to, it goes to show what competing often can do for these up-and-comers, right? Mm. This is Sophia's third competition in a row. She'll be competing again at the West Coast Trials. Um, wow. So it, it goes to show that, you know, when when young athletes, when up-and-coming athletes are active, they they, they can overperform. Comes in on a week notice, stepping in for Tammy Musumeci. Uh Yeah, big, big submission win for her. So let's just start at the top of the card here. Gordon Ryan came back, his first real match. And it was 364 days, correct? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Two days away from being removed from Corey's no-gi <laughs> ranking. So I, it might, may or may not have influenced Gordon's decision here. But he came back in his first real match in, in 364 days against Jacob Couch, the Hillbilly Hammer. I mean, Couch just tapped Roberto. He beat William Tackett. He's no joke. Uh, I mean, Gordon looked as dominant as ever. Yeah, his and we always kind of are waiting to see not just if Gordon will win, but exactly how he will enact what he's planning on doing that night, right? He wants to put on a show, and he, he feels the best way for him to do that is to work on something specific in competition. This time, really, his half-guard passing was surprising, but his top pressure was really something to be studied, right? His, his ability to just lean on couch and wear him out and tap him with, with, with pressure and with that, that uh, arm bar setup. Looked very uncomfortable. Reed, I think something that uh, if you're in the 99-kilogram division or 99-plus or you're Andre Gavao, something that, that's not a good sign for you is how healthy Gordon Ryan looked. When we saw him against Philip Rowe compared to this weekend, he looked like a different person, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Healthy and happy. We've never seen Gordon like this in quite some time. You could tell he was really eager to be back out on the mats sometimes, you know, with his stomach. You never know kind of like which Gordon you're going to get. Sometimes he's just in so much pain, and sometimes, you know, you know he's eager. But this time he was dancing around out there on the mats, you know. Um, he was having such a good time. So, yeah, really refreshing to see Gordon back on the mats. Um, you got to give a shout to, to, to Jacob as well. I thought he yeah. looked great, you know, in the first half of the match. He had some great really, attitude. Yeah, great mm -hmm. attitude. He had some great offensive movements, I, I think, and was able to kind of keep Gordon at bay for a little bit, of course, you know, um, that 30-minute um, time limit, that's, you know, that's Gordon's thing. He, he's yep. able to, to, to just break all of his opponents. But, uh, yeah, I thought Couch, you know, still coming out of this, even even though with a loss, um, fan favorite. He made a lot more, more fans, I think, at this time. And, uh, you know, went out there, did everything he could, wasn't enough. But I'm sure, you know, maybe down the line they'll see each other again. Like Kyle said, I mean, a lot of people would have died for the chance to just go out there and run away from Gordon for 30 minutes and say, I survived. No, Couch went after him. Yep. And now uh, a little clarification for people at home, the submission was Couch says it was a choke. It was actually uh, pressure on his windpipe wall in the S mount from Gordon. So he gets him with the choke. But, I mean, the Empire Strikes Back. The former DDS, the new wave jiu-jitsu run by John Danner, 3-0 on the night, three submissions. These guys just came back and just destroyed everybody. What, Trey, what are they saying online about this Gordon versus Couch match? Oh, man, they're, they're giving a lot of props to Gordon, obviously saying that Gordon looks like he's back, looking 
looking unstoppable. Um, but yeah, definitely some people pointing out Couch's false reap entry, which was yeah. probably Couch's yeah. like gleaming moment for the false reap in the cross. Just that made, made it worth it for him to do this match. Hundred yeah. percent. But we do we got some legends filing into the chat here now. We got Basera. You know he's always here. Oh, Josh, yeah, no, loosely yeah. using the, the term legend. Actually, oh. he gave me that rash card. He's, he's a legend. Yeah, he's okay. a legend. What are the legends we got? I thought you were about to say like John G. Barrows in there. Or something. Oh no, way, dude. <laughs> all right, all right. What other legends are lurking we're, we're in, talking, that, in we're our talking YouTube chat? Discord YouTube chat legend. Hey, okay. I'm just leaving Basera on his own. He's the Discord one legend. If O Steve shows up, legend. If O Steve shows up, he'll be another legend in the chat. But yeah, then we only that's the only legend. You said legends. I maybe oversold it by going plural. It's just singular for now. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. No offense to the rest of the people in the right. chat. You guys are all legends in your own right. <laughs> yeah, you guys are new gen. Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys, hey, you guys work hard enough. You guys show up every Wednesday. You might become legends too. But uh, also, too, I want to point out that you know that I love that Gordon is just constantly thinking about Andre Galvao through this whole thing as well, you know, and constantly looking towards September. With the note. Yeah, of course, at the end of it, you know, Gordon, well-known for calling his submission, calling his shot, um, and he put the envelope on, on Hal's desk there, and afterwards we all opened the envelope and we got to see that uh, he didn't call his shot. He was uh, commenting on Andre Galvao. So I, I love that he's constantly keeping that rivalry kind of front and center as well because, man, I'm jacked up about that one. What a match. I mean, Gordon's health looking good. May or may not be using the OBJJ Morpheus. We can't, can, can or cannot confirm. Probably. Prob probably. Probably using it. Probably everybody who won on this event was is using the OBJJ. Mm -hmm. uh, Co-main event. Dante Leon versus Mika Galvao. Uh, Mika takes the decision, unanimous decision. But, I mean, uh, people were pretty split online. Con oh, Trey, before we get going, ask the fans in there who they thought won this one. I'm going to kick it around yeah, real quick. Question. Dante's takedowns, first off, were lightning fast. He looked a lot faster than Mika on the feet. Mika had the most significant submission attack, the, 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 the arm lock. And he also sort of chased it back in the triangle before it. Who do you give it to? Yeah, I don't want to hear any arguments about this. This was the closest match we have You're ever had. You're going to hear had. arguments about it. You can't just say that. You can't, you can't just shut down all conversation. It's the closest match we've ever had okay. on who's number one, right? But watching it Matt side, I thought I would have given it to Dante. Went back and rewatched it. I understand why the judges gave it to Mika. And it was really that Dante, for sure, won the, won the battle standing up, right? He initiated and he sold and he won all the takedowns uh, and looked dominant on the feet. When he got to the ground, though, he was a little, little more hesitant to, to pass. And you can see that because Mika was coming up whenever he wanted, basically. Mika was a little more active from his guard. And, and I think what the judges were looking at, I'm speculating here, but if Dante's going to bring the match to the ground, he's got to then try and pursue the attack. Now, Mika's a really hard guy to underhook Don, and a really dangerous, more importantly, guy to underhook. You don't want to give him your arm. Um, and that is one of Dante's favorite ways to pass is a knee cut with the underhook. So it kind of kept him going back. I don't know that it was the arm bar that sold it for Mika. I think that was one of the, one of the kind of uh, one of the things in his favor. But I think it was his ability to put pressure on Dante from the bottom that ultimately won him the judge's decision. Reed, are you going with? So do you, do you you went back and rewatched it? Do you agree? On second He's look, yeah, I, I can see the uh, first look. I had Dante 100. percent Second look, I think I think I, I see the reason Mika won. Gotcha. Well, I guess maybe I have to watch it again. But I think being there in the moment. And just kind of like from my perspective, what I like to see in a jiu-jitsu match, what I like to see in, in, in jiu-jitsu, I, I thought Dante uh, was going to take it. Just because I thought Dante was was uh, pushing the pace more. He was more aggressive. He was bringing the fight to Mika. That, that's kind of my perspective of the match. Like I said, maybe I need to watch it again. Um, but I thought just the, 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 the takedowns that Dante had and the way that Dante 
from what I remember, really didn't take a backward step. It seemed like he was the aggressor the, the whole time in the match, and that's what I like to see in a jiu-jitsu match. I like to see people being aggressive. I like to see people being offensive rather than reactive, which is, I feel like uh, Mika is just a little bit more reactive. He, he'll, he'll let Dante shoot or let Dante try to pass, and then he'll react to those things, and he's so good. He's so quick at reacting. Um, he's able to get an arm bar or get whatever he, he gets. Um, but I think just watching it fr from, you know, live in the moment, I, I thought Dante won, but that's just my perspective. Oh, gee, Trey, you just booked a trip to Manaus, so uh, a plane ticket to Manaus, so you, you, you may or may not come back from the jungle based on your answer here, but who are you going with as the winner in this, this co-main event? Man, obviously super, super tough. I think they both look great. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Mika for my personal pick of who I think won. I think the main difference being his submission attempts. I think Dante did control a lot of the match, had a lot of aggression. And the chat is super split on this one. They're both saying uh, they're going pretty split, Dante versus Mika. I'll just kind of mimic what they're saying. A lot of them are giving it to Dante because of his takedowns, his control in top position, the fact that he was always bringing the action to Mika. But the kind of thing they're pointing out is his lack of submission attempts that kind of pushes Mika over the edge uh, for the other side of that argument. All right, I'm going to play moderator here in this gangland beef. He's got a two-on-one argument going on. You're Dante, the other two are Mika, right? I'm Mika, yeah. One and a half people says, says, <laughs> is going for Mika. All right, so, Corey, you kick it off. In two sentences or less, why do you, why, why does Mika Gavau get this decision? Oof. Uh, he was more aggressive from the bottom, and he had his armbar attempt. All right, Reed, how do you defeat that one? Dante dictated where the fight took place, the whole match. Trey, your answer to read. Mika was bringing the submission attempts. That's the pinnacle of the sport, the submission. I'm going to have to go with, uh, on the night of, I was leaning towards Mika, rewatching. I'm going with Dante Leon. I think, Don, if you take away that 10 seconds of the match, it was a good submission attempt. That is our number one criteria. But I think Dante basically controlled the pace for the other 14-something minutes. And it's not, if, it, if this was a situation where Mika got that arm lock and, uh, Dante was sort of running away, yeah. but no, no, Dante kept going after him the entire match. Like, Dante wasn't backing up when, he, when I'm saying he was controlling the match. I would lean towards Dante, but this is one of those decisions where it's like you can see an argument for either way. As long as you can see an argument for either way, I'm, I'm fine with it. Nobody yeah. got screwed. It's not like, you know, we've had some matches where we walk away like, yeah. God damn, the wrong guy won that one. U ultimately, incredible match. These are two guys we love to have on Who's the Number One. Two guys we love to watch compete for this exact reason. They both throw the kitchen sink out there. They both get after it. Of course, Dante and Mika, they're going to have some more matches on Who's Number One here this year, and they're going to light up the stage. Both these guys are, are some of our favorites. So, you know, I'm sure these guys will meet again down yep. the road and, and hopefully you maybe know maybe adcc yep. dante a great example of how you can take an l and still raise your stock right dante took an l here people were like because amika's coming in with this sort of mythical sort of mm -hmm. status people are scared of him after the after the, the south american trials and stuff we tapped everybody like the betting lines had dante a heavy underdog but when we released this one online everyone's saying dante's gonna get finished under a minute all unfair to dante in my opinion given his status but then dante goes out there and, I mean, you know, Dante, no offense, Dante's kind of a meathead. He's kind of a tough guy. Dante's not going to back down to nobody. Mm -hmm. Dante went out there, and he went after him the entire time. And just like, I mean, we saw Dante go 15 minutes with Gary Tone on who's around. He just went 15 minutes with Mika got out. Like, Dante's not an easy guy to put away. Yeah, a lot of veterans like like Dante, you know, accomplished grapplers, don't want nothing to do with Mika Galvao. Yeah. Don't want nothing to do with these next-gen, young, 17-year-old, 18-year-old 
um, competitors. But Dante, don't give a fuck. He's out there to, to scrap with anybody. What's next for Mika in this 170-pound division? I think it's a topic we should maybe dive into next week. We got a lot to talk about this week, but that 170-pound division is pretty fire going into ADCC with all those 77-kilogram uh, grapplers. But let's keep it moving along. Third match: Nicholas Marigali. Nogi debut, Woo. Iowa style, just broke. <laughs> Arnaldo Maidana. Arnaldo Maidana got got two stalling penalties. Could have got three. I'm glad the referee uh, let it go because Nicholas ended up, you know, repaying us for that with, with with the submission. But Arnaldo was very defensive. He was backing up. Even his hand fighting was a lot of popping off the cut, clearing the collar tie, backing up and resetting. Like I, I, I rewatched it in the first two minutes. He did that like eight times. Like he could have been DQ'd in the first two minutes. Great refereeing by Gabriel Martinez. Let it keep going. Because Marigali's pressure was enough to keep it exciting. You, you could see Marigali gradually wearing him down, right? Gradually getting closer and closer on the single leg attempts. And then at the end, just big dogged him. Just big brothered him, basically. Just pushed him over and just jumped on an arm lock. I mean, that's a Nogi world champion. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about Arnaldo Maidana. Nicholas Marigali went out and tapped a Nogi world champion at Black Belt in, in his Nogi debut. Yeah, and, and this is, I think, a great example of when we talk about, like, what is good wrestling on who's number one and what is bad wrestling on oh. who's number one, right? Nicholas Mergali was going in, snatching up singles, and bullying Maidana around the mat when he had the single leg. Yep. Maidana, when he had offensive maneuvers, right, he was clearing the collar ties, but he wasn't following that up, and he was using that to create and not close distance. Yep. So when, when you talk about why Maidana got those penalties, it's because he was making distance anytime he had the opportunity to use to, to make an offensive maneuver, whereas Mergali was snatching up singles and bullying Maidana with his wrestling. I mean, every shitty wrestling match that's happened on Who's Number One or any other, and there's always, it looks like both guys aren't engaging, but there's one guy that's walking backwards. But usually the other, the guy who's stalking him down isn't doing as much as Nicholas was in this match to force it. Nicholas Nicholas wasn't going to let this match. You know, the classic Nicholas Marigali, right? I mean, he could he could have coasted to a decision in the last couple of minutes. He he was not going to let this match go the distance if he got the submission with 20 seconds left or whatever, right, Reed? Yeah, it was a classic uh, Marigali match in that sense that he's always hunting the submission. And then, yeah, it was in the last minute or so. 30 seconds. Last yeah. 30 seconds. Wow. Um, so incredible match from him. I love that it just kind of built the whole way up and, and, and it built all the way to a submission. But what I loved most about it was that it was a, a Marigali match that we've like never seen before. It was, it yeah. was a new Marigali yeah. match. Like I, we've been watching Marigali for a long, long time, and I would have to say, you know, ninety nine percent of his matches he goes out there and pulls guard, right? Yeah. So, so for him to go out there this time and wrestle for fifteen minutes, basically on his feet, and be the offensive guy and be the guy who, who takes down the, the Nogi World Champion multiple times, it's a. a Marigali 2.0, it just goes to show you what he's learning in that room with Gordon and John and some of the best people in the world. You can see that he's already like improving leaps and bounds in his no-gi games. Marigali is going to be a problem at ADCC. Tim Spriggs was calling himself Blast Double Poppy at the Who's Number One. Is this Snatch Single Poppy? <laughs> is this Nicholas oh, Marigali? That's great That's great. Uh, Man, but I mean, this was how you make a wrestling match exciting. And I'm always yelling about shitty wrestling, man. This was Marigali was forcing the action. He was going forward. He was everything was his attacks were evolving. You're seeing him getting closer. You're seeing Arnaldo break under the pressure. You're seeing Nicholas's single leg attempt. This is how you do it. This is how you force the action on the feet. I mean, instead of walking, if it, yeah. From a guard puller. From yeah. a guard puller who's only been wrestling for... You yeah, know, a guard puller plays color sleeve on the plot of game. Yeah. <laughs> a couple, a couple <laughs> months, and suddenly he's put on some of the best wrestling on who's number one. Trey, what's going on with our cast of legends there in the Discord and YouTube <laughs> chat? Yeah, the, the legends are sounding off. I got to admit, though, voice of the people right here, this is, this in my opinion, they're saying they think it was a bit of a snooze fest up until the last 30 seconds where Marigali just big brother See, shoved him down and tapped him. But um, I think a lot of people just 
maybe wanted to see Marigali they wanted, finish they the wanted, They wanted him to bulldoze him. They wanted it him wasn't going to be that easy. Arnaldo's yeah. no joke. Arnaldo's no joke. I think, like, one thing to point out about this is that's, like, the first glimpse of seeing Marigali's wrestling after – how long has he been training uh, with Seven Banner? weeks. Seven weeks, and he's already snatching up singles like that. The next iteration – He's going to see him running the pipe, putting dudes down with the single. Oh, he's going to win ADCC. Nicholas Marigali's going to tap everybody at ADCC. I'm already calling it. You look him on, yeah. Yeah, Nicholas Marigali, when I get on the Marigali train and I start yelling about what he's going to do, he goes out and he does it. He didn't lose at Worlds. I, I said he was going to get double gold. We went undefeated, me, me and my man Nicholas. So Nicholas Marigali's going to win ADCC. I <laughs> uh, cannot wait to see how good he's going to be. I mean, if he's gotten this good in seven weeks with John and Gordon, wait wait till he's been there six months. Exactly. One thing I think we have. Big problem. About, one thing I think we haven't talked about a lot uh, about Margali's game because the, we spent 13 minutes on the feet in that match, right? But there were two lightning fast passes, right? He, yeah. He, he got past instantly. My Donna's guard the moment he took it to the ground. So it's not just that his wrestling is developing with uh, with New Wave with Donahue and with Gordon, yeah. but his whole game is developing. Mm-hmm. We're just only we only saw a couple aspects. Of I it. can feel for Arnaldo my Donna because when I train with these big name guys, that's how fast they pass my guard. <laughs> that's how fast they pass my guard and, and tap me. All right, so moving on along, what was the next match? Heisel, Heisel Rita, dude, five and one on who's number one. This was a match that people, Kyle Terra was telling me I was crazy saying that Heisen was going to win. Everybody was telling me that they were betting on an elder. A lot of people thought elder was a bad matchup stylistically because of his wrestling against Heisen's a big, lanky guy, stands up straight with, with, with the judo. Uh, well, Heisen shut everybody up here. Quick submission. Corey, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I did not know what to expect going in because exactly because of that, because Heisen's got long legs, and, and that's kind of the way that Elder likes to shoot in. He likes to get in on a single and turn it to a double or knee pick, whatever. But Heisen had the perfect game plan, right? The first time Elder shot in, Heisen timed it perfectly, jumping closed guard. When he realized maybe he wasn't going to off-balance Elder, got back up to his feet, let, let Elder shoot again, and just... Beautiful sprawl, perfectly timed goal behind, and right to the finish. So, I mean, it couldn't have been planned any better. My man, Heisen Rita, yeah. dude. This dude's killing it out there, Gets man. Gets it down when it counts. The most ele- one of the most electrifying athletes Absolutely. on who's number yeah. one, right? This dude, remember his match with Miha when he when they had that <laughs> yeah. crazy armbar? Like, this dude's throwing out submissions left and right. That big O. Yeah, yeah, big O is another big one. Um, Yeah, triangle them. Man, he- Carlo for third at the who's number one championship. Hell yeah, man. Heisen's been out there killing it. He's been taking this opportunity on the who's number one stage. Uh, he hasn't been taking it for granted. He's been going out there. And, and making sure he delivers for the fans, for everybody watching. You cannot say that Heisen Reed has had a, had a bad match on uh, on who's number one. Big, big things in, in the future for Heisen Rita, I think. Uh, this guy is electric. Love watching him. Here's a quick call out for Heisen, too. He has the most wins of anybody on who's number one in the light heavyweight division. Yeah, so he's... Absolutely, right. climbing his way there. He's got three submissions and in five wins. Right, he's five and one, three submissions. That's that's exactly what we're looking for. That's why Heisem keeps coming back. What are they saying online about this one, Trey? Uh, the people are stoked about Heisem winning for sure. I, I will say real quick, a few of you in the chat keep saying to show the fights. Listen, we can't give away that stuff for free now. If you want the fights, you got to go over to flowgrappling.com, get yourself a subscription, watch all the fights you want, all the films you want. So head over there if you want that kind of action. But the people are stoked for Heisem. A couple people are a little shocked that he was able to handle Elder in the way he did. But 
man, I got to say, there, I don't think there's anything better than watching Heisom walk around the mats yeah. afterwards. Like, that's, yeah. that was just an incredible scene to see him that stoked. Um, I saw he was, like, walking around, you know, doing this thing, and he was like, put some respect on my name. Dude, nobody was picking <laughs> Heisom. For the record, I picked Heisom on the pre-show, but no, <laughs> nobody was picking Heisom going into this thing. People, This was one that a lot of people thought Elder was a bad matchup for him. Yeah. Heisman just just proved he just you know anything anything can happen you know he he gets him in a scramble like why are you watching it he gets to that front headlock spins to the back uh, quick go behind just right to the back then never even gets the hooks just finishes with a choke great performance by Heisman I mean you talk about Elder Cruz just it was two and zero oh on who's number one against beat Jacob Couch and Nicky Ross yeah. in, in <laughs> two matches like like yeah it I'm, was a bad matchup for Heisman it really Heisman, yeah. genuinely Heisman, was another guy let's let's get into into the future next week Heisman at two hundred five is another guy that we could get into next week about who he could go against I mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe Pedro Mourinho for the belt. Who knows? Ooh. My man wants a title shot. <laughs> the, the chat has some suggestions. They have some names. Let's for hear them. Let's hear them. They're, they're saying Nicky Rod a lot. They they want Nicky Rod. High some Nicky Rod. Like Rod. Um, yeah, for the belt, they want Heisman to have the belt. So th- those are the two. But I'm sure they'll come next week loaded for you. Ask them what, which belt do they want to go for, Tim Spriggs or Pedro Mourinho? All right. All right, on to the, the first match of the main card. Dr. Death, Keith Krikorian goes out. Is that what they call him, Dr. Death? Does anybody get that? Jack Kevorkian, uh, Dr. Death, <laughs> back in the day, the, the euthanasia guy. Dr. Death, Keith Krikorian goes out and beats Gabriel Souza. <laughs> okay, Gabriel, Gabriel Souza coming off of his silver medal at the Who's No More Championship where he tapped Mikey, obviously. Big big performance, beat Cole there in, in, in a ref's decision. Uh Keith Corbin won a ref's decision here. It was a great match. I really thought this was the perfect example of a match that can go the distance and still be exciting. I thought Keith deserved the decision. Corey, what do you think about this one? Yeah, Keith, Keith definitely controlled the action. I, I was really not surprised but impressed by Gabriel Souza, yet again coming out and nearly passing Keith's guard like three times. He's, he's so good at that, like Toriando-style north-south pass. Um, and Keith hung in there, right? He kept on just barely recovering his guard enough to let Gabriel work himself down. And when Gabriel got a little a little tired, Keith really picked up the pace, started engaging the legs. Uh, I was surprised that Gabriel wanted to play the leg game with Keith because Keith is so versatile there. Um, but yeah, Keith, absolutely the kind of guy we want to have on who's number one. Hope to have him back soon uh, because he just he he kind of. Uh, demonstrates exactly the style we're looking for. Going for those no arm triangles. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. that, but like those. Yeah, right. He definitely, yeah. he definitely, definitely wanted it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely part of his game plan. Yeah, no, man. I love. We've been trying to get Keith on this show for for a while now. It seems like um, so great to have him finally on the show. Uh, like you guys have both said, super exciting style, submission focused, and uh, the match delivered. The norm triangles, but what impressed me was was Keith's guard retention. So. So just nonchalant about his guard retention, like it, it made me envious. I was like, "Damn, wish my guard was that good." But um, yeah, fun match, both back and forth. I thought it was pretty clear, to, to be honest, that that Keith won, especially that last like two two minutes or, or so. I felt like Keith really kind of turned up the pace on Gabriel, which is surprising because because Gabriel has the experience on this stage and everything like that. So Keith, in, in his debut, took out one of the heavy hitters in this in this division. Gabriel Souza, he, he's he's way up there. What's he ranked? He's pro- got to be ranked. What's he ranked? Two, two, three. Uh, one, master uh, of the rankings. One fifty-five is number two right now. Two, see, so, used, used to be. Keith so Krikorian. That's a huge Dr. win. Dr. Death is calling. Uh, Trey, what are, they, what are they saying in the chat before we get out of here? 
Yeah, a lot of people were super stoked on this fight. The BBC himself, Jordan Butler. Explain said, that name. You can't just yell out the BBC. Explain why he's the BBC when you say it. He's the Blue Belt he's champion. He's the Blue Belt champion. All right. Yeah. yeah. So the Blue Belt champion has spoken. He said that this was a fire match, so they're all stoked. I will say they dropped a whole bunch of uh, who they want versus Heisum. And they're, they're wanting Heisum versus Pedro, and they want Gordon versus Spriggs. So... I don't know. Maybe a little something there for a future I don't, match. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, all right. Uh, before we get going, uh, Luke Griffith, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I made this match because Gordon kept telling me how good this kid was. I had never even seen him compete. I thought Joe D was going to put it to him. I thought Joe D was going to smoke him. Joe yeah. D just tapped Trattori, the world or the ADCC silver medalist at Nogi World at Black Belt. <laughs> I mean, Luke made quick work of Joe D. Yeah, I thought this was going to be the biggest mismatch on the card, only because I've been... Oh, a lot of people were telling me, they're like, man, I feel bad for this guy. Why yeah, did you make man. this match? And, and then Luke goes out and went by submission quick. Yeah, and I, I, I've i been following uh, Joe Durkazang for a while, right? Watched him at ADCC Trials where he, he put everybody through the mat. Um, watched him at Nogi Worlds where he took second. He beat Trator. Um, so I, not knowing who Luke Griffith was, I, th- I counted him entirely out. This was the biggest surprise for me on the card. Do you, you think Joe counted him out at all? I don't think Joe would want to go. No? I, 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 maybe. He hit maybe. that takedown so quick at the beginning of the match. Yeah, he blasted yeah. double poppy to put right <laughs> off the bat. He did. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was slick, man. Luke, congratulations to him. Of sure. course, kind of unknown in, in the jiu-jitsu space. He has a huge, huge win here on who's number one. So uh, congratulations to Luke. Guys, Neo BJJ Morpheus, you have no idea how important this is. This thing is going to save my life. I am not what would be described as a healthy person. I am <laughs> unhappy. I am bitter. I am jaded. I am angry at the world. <laughs> I'm here sweating like a fucking pig in this winter-style tracksuit. It's got the lining in it under these lights. I got my fat fucking feet that can't fit in my shoes anymore. I am going to die in a matter of months if I do not get on this plan. Neo BJJ is going to not only save my life, but I'm going to tap some people at Master Worlds. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to put in a training camp. Me and my boys over here, I'll go into Master Worlds. You'll see us there in September. Anything to say before we get out of here? No, We got a trailer to play? Oh, 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 shit! We got a trailer to play. Play it one more. Battle one. stations, battle stations. Trey, warn the warn the legends, the League of Legends in the chat. Here it comes. The Who's Next trailer, a part of the Who's Number One Universe. There we go. So, I, I, we, get, um, we have audio. Welcome to Who's Next. Talking over it, Nico. I guess just talk, Reed. Okay. Reed, producer. you're all here so, because you're some guys, of the best. Guys, let us know what you think of the, of the, the trailer in the, uh, in the in the you're here for uh, a reason. comment. It's on over YouTube. If you haven't weeks, seen it, check it out. This is Who's Next, man. Working on this. It's a no time limit tournament. No points. No decisions, none of that. Yeah. Submission right, only. So eight people are getting tapped today. Nobody right. leaves oh, yeah, until there's a submission. Tim Sprague, oh, Craig Jones are the coaches. Ultimately, when he becomes the next champion, he'll free match contract on who's number one. Good best luck. Up and coming God bless you and welcome to who's next. Texas to duke it out for a chance at who's number one contract. We got a special challenge for you guys here today. Here in downtown Crazy challenges, full riding. Next to the house, I want to get in the house. It's going to be fun here, but I can't believe it. Black Friday, you guys. This was my first time shooting guns. This is pretty much necking out. Is this little shit fucking serious? So really, really excited about it, of course. Sweet kill. And coming in May. Coming in May. We can play a more cycle. Let's check it out. There's someone over there pulling the strings. It looks like he's going to beat us. Bradley, so many big names on this show. Who wrote this? Who's working hard? Who's having work? Two damn hard. 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 Two damn
multiple times a day. The, the cast and the crew. And all I got to say is wait until you meet the sewer rat. This guy is a character like I've never met before, and he is dedicated to this sewer rat character. Uh, Trey, we got anything from online before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, the people are people are stoked for who's next. They say it looks sick. They can't wait. Going to change the sport. Let's do it. God bless you. Go fuck yourselves. A lot of big stuff coming in the Who's Number One universe. See you next week.